Welcome to the Association 4.0 podcast. I'm Sherry Budziak, founder and CEO of .orgsource. Association 4.0 is how we describe the skills needed to navigate Industry 4.0 or the digital marketplace. A healthy organizational culture sets the stage for success. On this podcast, Kevin Martledge, senior consultant at .orgsource, will explain how to lean into your culture during challenging times by being intentional, communicative, and clear. Thank you, Sherry. Uh, thank you, Sharon. And um, just wanted to uh, say thanks to everybody for uh, you know attending today. And I'm looking forward to talking through this with you. And we'll definitely have some time at the end for questions um, and so forth. So. Um, it's interesting as I kind of put this PowerPoint together and, and kind of getting prepared today about all the different ways that uh, you can actually lean on culture in the difficult times, especially as, you know, for instance, like the times we're going through right now. And so just to kind of give you a little context in terms of where I'm speaking from and, and kind of my background and, and culture, I want to go very quickly and, and show you if I can get my computer to work here. There we go. Um, I've spent the last 24 years kind of trying to understand the importance of a business culture all the way from, you know, back in 96 um, when I kind of entered the workforce and so forth. And I'm obviously, you know, I didn't realize at that point in time how important culture was um, and certainly didn't understand how important culture was when you're going through adverse situations or difficult times uh, within your organization or even within your team. Um, and the reason I want to kind of talk about this is because, you know, throughout all of these things in my career, and I was going back and looking, there's been all kinds of kind of adverse uh, situations that, that I've been faced with either as a leader or as a member of a team um, that I think is, is important. And there's some, some themes that have kind of um, go through all of those different areas. And, you know, everything, and as I go through these, you know, none of these are more important than the other. And some are actually very tragic as we'll, we'll go through here, but, you know, all the way back to my first job, we had a tornado come through and, and wipe out, you know, one of our buildings that we worked in in a, in a retail store. Um, and when I was in Indianapolis working, you know, we had a crane from a next door, um, you know, uh, construction site actually fall and, and damage the loading dock next to our printing facility. So we couldn't do shipments for, for a few days. Um, and so, again, something that, you know, we were not expecting. Um, but certainly, you know, helped us understand how culture can, can help us get over that, which we'll get into in just a second. Um, and certainly as I went through my time out in New York City, you know, helping my team and managed through the tragedy, which was September 11th, uh, working in Manhattan, having a, a team of individuals that, you know, we had to help kind of lead through that um, whole situation um, it was, was very telling and, and really taxed our culture quite a bit. Um, as well as the, the Northeast blackout of 2003, for those of you that remember that, where the whole Eastern Seaboard was, was out of power uh, and we had to still figure out how to, uh, you know, manage operations and so forth. Um, both of those really had, you know, an impact as to how um, our culture helped us bridge that gap between the normal and where we were going. And even as I continued on, um, you know, throughout my career, you know, we had a corporate transition when I joined FedEx office uh, from the Kinko's um, to the current day FedEx offices, those of you know, and, and what all that took, you know, going from a, a culture of really, you know, individuality and kind of mom and pop mentality 
to transition to the corporate mentality and all the processes and procedures that FedEx office brought to the table and FedEx brought to the table um, was a huge transition and having to manage that and really leveraging on your leadership skills as, uh, you know, being able to uh, focus on, you know, what's the culture and how can we help get over those, those kind of humps and, and I'll be moving in the same direction. And even with my last job, you know, we had a big headquarter move from Champaign, Illinois to Atlanta, Georgia, and all the things that come into moving a headquarters and, you know, how that can impact both positively and negatively um, your culture um, are all things that, you know, me personally, uh, I've been able to, to lead through, um, you know, obviously some are more tragic than others. Um, and, you know, each one is different in its own way. But one thing that was common through all of those as I kind of look back through there was there was always a transparent, intentional, and trusting business culture. And those were the three key things that whether I knew it or not, or my team knew it or not, I look back and those were things that really helped us bridge that gap and from current day operations to whatever that, you know, post event transformation looked like with my team and with our organization. And so those are some of the things I want to kind of talk to you guys about today. Um, about how you can lean on your business culture in those difficult times and specifically focusing on those three things um, as well as, as trust. And so if you look at kind of your current state and where we are, um, you know, currently I'm sure everybody on this call has an organization they work, they work for, obviously. You're probably strategically aligned in terms of your operations. You may have some minor issues that you're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, or, you know, things that you're working through um, as an organization or a team. But, you know, for the most part, you know, you, I'm going to assume you have a functional team and a functional organization and that you're, you know, going through, um, you know, what typically everybody is going through as an organization and some of the things um, that you're working through prior to, um, you know, the COVID-19 coming, coming around. So when things come up, such as 9-11, the recession we talked about, COVID-19, any other issues, that obviously puts a big damper in it's something that you have to, to address, and it's going to affect that current state. And so what we'd like to try to think of is, you know, how does your business culture, what can you lean on, regardless of the state it may or may not be in at this current time and in the current state, what can you do to help you bridge that gap to get to that post event. And once you get to that post event, it's really interesting to sit back and look and say, you know, what did we learn from all of this? Right now it's tough to see that because we're knee deep in the middle of this COVID-19 thing. We're, we're dysfunctional in terms of we're all working remote, we're all working from home, whatever that may be. But what did we really learn from that? And what can we be intentional about now that will help our team grow at the end? Um, how did it affect our culture? So regardless of where we are in the current state, you know, how did it affect our culture and where we are now post-event, whenever that may be? Did it help us get better in certain areas? Did it help us, you know, did we take a step back in other areas? What are some things we need to plan for for the next time? Um, and then most importantly, how do we grow as a team? Um, I can look back through all of those situations that I kind of mentioned briefly on my first slide and I, I, can, I can give you numerous examples of how the team grew because we were faced with that adversity. Whether we had a good culture or not, and I can guarantee in some situations we had zero culture, we always stepped back at the end and said, look where we came from, look what we achieved, 
um, and how do we grow as a team? And I think those are all certainly, you know, important things that we're going to talk about here towards the end um, that are important to kind of remember as we're going through the situations we're currently going through. So regardless of your current state of your business culture, um, there are some key areas I think everybody can lean on. And when I say regardless of your current state, I know some of the organizations on the call probably have, you know, a specific culture document um, that they've put together. I know with OrgSource, we've, you know, worked with other, you know, organizations on developing those culture documents. But whether you have that or not, um, there's some things that you can certainly um, begin doing today um, and can certainly keep in the forefront as you're moving through, um, you know, the, the situation that we're going through right now. And those fall into communication intentionality, transparency, and certainly trust. And we're going to talk about all four of these as we go through the presentation um, and kind of talk about not only some examples of what this may look like, um, but also why is this important and some ideas that you can do regardless of how your, your current culture is, you know, in your organization today. So if we look at communication, um, you know, how, are, how can we lean on communication in, in times like this? And I think the first and foremost thing as I learned throughout my career is you got to pull your leadership team together and identify roles and responsibilities. Regardless, you know, I remember when we were um, going through 9-11 and we walked onto Times Square after evacuating our building, that was the first thing we did. Whether we meant to or not, we're very intentional about it. We got that leadership team together and kind of assessed the situation um, and, and kind of talked about, okay, what's next? What are we going to do? We didn't have all the answers, but at least we got those people together and we talked about and communicated with each other about, you know, what we're doing. Um, the second thing is we need to communicate the current state and any next steps as soon as possible. Um, so, and some of this stuff, you know, we've touched on a little bit in, in both, um, you know, Sharon and Abe's, um, you know, presentations as well. But even if you don't have those answers, even if you're not ready to say, hey, this is what we're going to be doing, it's important to get in front of your team as soon as you possibly can and at least let them know, hey, we're on top of it. We don't have the answers, but, but this is where we currently are. And this is what we're going to be doing to kind of work through these things. Uh, whether it's using, you know, scenario planning, like Sharon said, or, or any other tool that you may have, but it's important to let your team know um, kind of where you are currently and where you're moving forward from. Um, as a leader, I always caught myself looking back when I had a time to, to kind of catch my breath in all these situations and say, you know, what is it that I want to know um, in this situation? Because I guarantee if it's something that you want to know, there's a really good chance um, that your team would want to know that very same thing. Um, and so I think it's very important to kind of take that step back if you can um, and say, okay, you know, what do I want to know in this situation? What is it that I need to tell my team? Um, and how can I relay that to that to my team? Um, another best practice that, that we used in, in numerous situations was, you know, I know everybody kind of laughs about FAQs, <laughs> but I think in an in a uncertain time such as these, it's important to kind of develop and maintain a uh, somehow an FAQ document um, that's accessible and updated. And, you know, that would be something as you get your leadership team together um, to talk about roles and responsibilities, somebody that can kind of maintain that um, because it's really important. There may not be opportunity for you to go out and specifically talk with all of your team during a situation, or it may not be as easy as it was maybe in the current state. 
And so if you can kind of maintain that, that document somewhere that you're, you're definitely your team can access and depending on your organization, perhaps it's something that your, uh, you know, your members could access as well. Um, just to kind of allow them, if they have a question, they can go and, and maybe touch base on that first to see if that can answer it. And certainly including on that who to contact in, in certain situations is important. Um, and then the last thing with communication that is absolutely important is you have to develop your communication plan and you must stick to it. I can't tell you how many times that, you know, uh, we probably all have these stories, but in, in my past where we had a great communication plan to help us get through this, uh, you know, adverse situation um, or this uncertain time, and it was all great, but, you know, we didn't stick to it. And then, you know, as we're going to get into some of these other uh, concepts here in just a second, you know, if you're not sticking to it, then what's, what, what's your team doing? Um, how do they know what's going on? How do your members know what's going on? So it's very important to develop that plan up front um, and to, to make sure that, you know, you assign somebody and you're making sure you stick to that. Um, and so those are some things that in terms of communication. We'll kind of talk about how we, we string all this together here in a second. Um, but, you know, communication is absolutely key um, as we're going through um, you know, this uncertain situation. So intentionality is, is another one that it took me a long time in my, my career to really uh, understand how important intentionality is um, when leading your team uh, through an uncertain time. And, you know, the best way to say it is if you do not provide context to your decision, to the situation, to whatever it is <clears throat> that you may be uh, working through, you're allowing your team to make up their own story. And that's a concept that's kind of hard to understand at times, um, but really trying to think about, okay, we have this great communication plan. What do we need to do in terms of being intentional with our team so they have all the information they may need? And even how can we think about things they may know they don't need yet, but we're going to provide them for? Because the more your team in an uncertain time like this, the more time they're spending um, trying to figure out the story trying to understand what's going on, that's a loss of productivity and it just increases confusion. And it's going to have just such a negative impact um, on your culture. Um, I could probably sit here and talk for another hour <laughs> about, you know, situations I've been involved with where we weren't intentional as, as we should be and how much productivity was impacted amongst the team just by spending time talking with each other or sending emails, or being concerned about what's going on, whatever it may be. And especially if you have an organization where maybe your culture isn't maybe as high performing as it possibly could be, um, you know, this lack of intentionality is going to basically cripple what you've been working on um, if you're not intentional with that team, um, just because they're going to be spending all their time trying to figure things out instead of helping to move the organization um, forward. Um, you know, another way to be intentional, regardless of what you have set up now, is try to provide specifics uh, and available information when communicating decisions. So I can't tell you um, how important it was, uh, specifically with some of the transition things that we did um, in uncertain times um, with not only FedEx, uh, but with my last organization about, you know, when a decision would come through, um, you can't always have everybody involved with every decision, obviously. There may be a lot of times where just the leadership team is, is having those conversations and making important decisions, of course. But whatever you can do to include statistics, 
include facts, include, you know, actual real context and reasoning behind why you made those decisions is going to help provide that context we talked about at the top. Um, it's going to help minimize your team from, from making up that story um, and then affecting productivity. So this isn't always uh, feasible in all situations, um, but regardless of your current culture, regardless of your current communication, especially in uncertain times, the more context and specifics you can provide around why you're making certain decisions or why we have to move in this direction or why we didn't understand this and now we do and here's the reason, um, it's only going to help continue to build that culture. And that's a very, uh, I don't want to say easy thing, but something you can lean on very easily to help to continue to build that trust, which we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. <clears throat> Another thing when you think about intentionality is how can you eliminate emotion? How can you eliminate suboptimal behavior, I call it, and any ambiguity from the equation? And, you know, during uncertain times, we definitely have to make sure that we're running things as a business, um, but we also have to make sure that we're, we have the, the thought and care and, and well-being of our employees in mind at all times. But there could be some, some opportunity where you may have to have a tough conversation with somebody um, regarding, you know, maybe their behavior or, you know, maybe they're not performing like they should. And so being intentional with them about, hey, I – I feel for you. I understand where we may be. Tell me what I can do to help you because we have to address this, this behavior or we're not going to get to, you know, past all this. Um, and so being able to really be intentional as to why you're doing that and really having that kind of keen eye on not only performance, um, but how can I eliminate this emotion? If you, I see my team really struggling with something, let's go talk to them about it. Um, let's see what's causing some of those issues um, and let, let's address it. You know, we're going to talk here in just a little bit about vulnerability. And I think that's, that's key when it comes to intentionality, you have to be vulnerable with your team um, and you have to let them know that you don't have all the answers, but, but I'm here to help. Um, and we still have to move the organization forward as we get through this. Um, as you jump into transparency uh, and talk about that, I know, you know, Abe talked a lot about transparency in his presentation. You know, I, I really am a strong believer of transparency is key. Um, it kind of goes back to the intentionality and these two are, are very similar in each other in that, you know, you need to be as transparent as you possibly can with your team and you need to be able to listen to them and provide answers. Um, and so even if that is, hey, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to get back to them, uh, making sure that they do that. And this is an area that whether you have a, a very strong culture internally within your organization or not, you know, starting to be transparent, especially in an uncertain time like this, um, can have huge dividends as you move through the uncertain time and get to that post-event kind of transformation that we mentioned earlier. So. If you haven't been transparent, if you haven't been intentional, if you haven't been a good communicator, have good communication plans in place, these are all things that are very important. If you start now, it's going to have, you know, a huge impact on your team down the road as you get through things. Um, I think it's also important in terms of transparency that you identify as a leadership team what you should and should not say, including the reasons why. Uh, and this is very difficult to kind of understand or grasp in some areas, especially at the team member level and some of the teams that I've, I've led. Um, but there was certainly things as we were going through, you know, 9-11 or the blackout 
or definitely the transition to a new office in Atlanta um, where there was maybe things, whether it be HR related or, you know, bigger picture kind of things that weren't fully, you know, uh, developed out yet where we had to hold back in telling the team certain, certain information. It wasn't anything mischievous. It wasn't anything more than, you know, we wanted to make sure we had a good rollout plan for that certain thing. But one thing it was is that you want to be transparent and that once those things are rolled out or you hear people are asking questions about these things, you need to address them right away. And so that's why it's important that you, if you make that decision where there's certain things you, you're not going to be telling your team for whatever reason, um, you have that reason why. Because once you roll that out, or once you start to talk about those things, it's important to go ahead and have those reasons why you held off on those things um, at the at the beginning. Um, especially as we're going through something like COVID-19, um, certainly with all the HIPAA rules and all those things we have to have to follow, it's it's very difficult. And there may be times where you're not going to be able to tell people why somebody's not working. Um, you know, there's a chance people will probably figure it out, but you're not going to be you know communicating those things um, to your team. And so it's important. Um, that you're including, you know, some of those reasons why, um, and you're very transparent about those things up front. Um, I think it's also important to make sure that you provide any new information as soon as possible. Now, you have to be careful. You don't want to be sending out, you know, 100 emails a day, or you don't want to be, you know, making, you know, if you're texting your team, you know, doing that 100 times a day. But hopefully, as you've developed your communication plan to help you get through um, th this uncertain time, you've worked in there maybe, you know, hey, every day at four o'clock, we're sending a, an email out with an update on things, or once a week we're meeting, or I know there's an organization uh, a friend of mine uh, works at that they have a meeting in the morning and the meeting in the afternoon um, where they have to, you know, touch base and they kind of talk about what's going on because everybody's remote. Um, so being very cautious as to getting that new information out as soon as possible is important. Um, so your team is aware. And so it helps to build that context and it helps to alleviate some of those opportunities they have in terms of, you know, making up their own story and affecting productivity. Um, so having a mechanism in place that you can do that is very important. Um, I think the other thing with transparency, again, kind of goes along with the FAQ, you know, thing on the, uh, on the previous slide was, create an open forum or collaboration mechanism to allow employees access and comment. Um, I think as, as we all know, as we go through these uncertain times, uh, maybe it hasn't hit every organization yet, but I'm sure it will. Um, I know it has in other situations that I've helped uh, lead a team through is that employees have a ton of questions, but we all get busy. We're all focused on the day to day. We're all like, you know, focused on getting from point A to point B and all the things in between. Um, and we don't always have a time to, you know, collaborate and, and get that temperature check and, and check in with our team. So having some kind of open forum um, that you can do that. Um, you know, some, some things that um, I know in my past job we used when it was around, um, we couldn't use this way back because it hasn't been around that long, but, you know, even creating, um, if you don't have internal, you know, chatting features within your organization, creating like private Facebook pages or um, Twitter pages or messenger or whatever it may be where just your team can be there. So there's some, some ways that they can, you know, be talking or submitting questions or whatever it may be, even through email, um, having that outlet for your team um, to be able to do that and then making sure that there's answers with that um, is very important in my opinion, 
um, because all of our team, as we're going through this, they need that outlet um, in ways that they can help, you know, still feel like they're collaborating, even though we're in a, a remote workforce, maybe environment. So the last thing I want to kind of touch on um, in terms of ways you can lean on your culture is trust. And I'm a true believer of trust as the lifeline of an effective business culture. Um, without trust, everything else is pretty difficult, in my opinion. And this has taken me a long time um, <laughs> to try to, you know, figure this out, and I'm still figuring it out. But I, I could sit and talk about stories where trust, uh, as soon as it was broken, everything just went downhill, and we it just it, it required us so much effort and energy to kind of get back even partially to the level of trust maybe we had at the beginning. So thinking of trust as the lifeline of that effective business culture. You know, communication, intentionality, and transparency will all build that trust, regardless of your current business culture. Um, I can almost guarantee if you even take one or two of the points we've talked about today and begin to start to implement some of those things and begin to start to think in those terms as you move through, you know, the next, you know, however many weeks or months we're going to be going through this, you will start to build that trust within your team. Um, and you will start to build, <clears throat> excuse me, that baseline that all things, all, everything else can be built upon as you move forward. I think also, you know, vulnerability as a leader is necessary, but sometimes difficult in adv adverse situations. Um, as you get to certain things, <clears throat> you know, like we're going through now where we're, it seems like the world's changing on a, you know, an hourly basis, if not every minute, <laughs> um, you have to make quick decisions sometimes. Um, and, and I think that you, you may not always make those right decisions or there may be mistakes or whatever, um, but you have to be very vulnerable as a leader and be able to, you know, admit to your team, hey, I made a mistake or, you know what, hey, I don't have the answers, but let's work on this together. Or, you know what, I feel for you. I'm going through the exact same thing that you are in terms of, you know, I'm uncertain about what, what tomorrow may bring. And so let's work on that. What can I do to help support that? Um, and, and let's work together on this understanding. So anything you can do to kind of show that vulnerability <coughs> in a sincere way, I think goes a long way to help, you know, build trust within your team. And again, this is an area that as you move past this adverse situation, uh, uncertain time is going to pay huge dividends um, in the growth of that team and the trust down the road. Um, and, you know, the last point about trust is, you know, trust is developed over time and requires a great deal of patience, but could be impacted immediately. And so as you're building up trust over time and things like this may come up, or there may be an adverse uh, situation where that trust is broken, the more you've done to build that trust up, the less impact it's going to have on that trust. And you're going to be able to get back to, um, you know, the, the current level and even past that, that current level. Um, the more intentional you are, the more uh, transparent you are, and the more communication you provide your team. So trust is a very difficult thing to, to develop. Um, it does take patience, but, you know, doing the little things along the way and even making some impacts in the areas that we just talked about, are going to have huge dividends down the road as you continue to build that trust, especially if you're in a situation where maybe, you know, trust is, uh, is not the level you would like it to be, or you're working very hard as an organization to build that trust, you know, implementing some of these things will only help to continue to, to, to build that over time. 
So what's this all mean? Let's kind of put this all together um, as we're kind of wrapping up before we get into like the Q&A section. You know, just to kind of recap communication, uh, if you remember only a couple things from what I'm saying from each, each point, here they are. Um, develop a communication plan and stick to it. Communicate often and in a timely manner. I think those are all very basic things around communication that, you know, regardless of your current situation or culture, um, can be implemented uh, very quickly. <clears throat> Intentionality, always provide context around your decisions and try to eliminate emotions, suboptimal behavior, and ambiguity from the equation. Um, being able to be intentional is sometimes an art, um, but if you kind of put yourself in the shoes of your employees or the shoes of your member or the shoes of whoever you may be speaking with and try to be very intentional about how you're communicating and, and how you're making decisions and so forth, it's only going to help um, you know, continue to build that culture. Transparency, as we talked about, and Abe talked about, Sherrod talked about, provide new information as soon as possible. Listen to your team and provide them answers. Um, you know, again, we talked about how important it is. If you don't have the answer, just say that. I don't have the answer, but I'm going to figure that out and then get back with them. Um, pretty basic stuff in terms of, you know, leadership, but it's, it's extremely important as you're, as you're moving through an uncertain time like we are now. Uh, and then trust, it, it being the lifeline of effective business culture. And again, it's developed over time, requires a great deal of patience, but could be impacted immediately. So really, you know, take a look at if we're hitting on all these other cylinders, how is that impacting my trust? Um, and I guarantee even if you do one or two things in each of these areas, as we get past the current situation and into that post-event kind of transformation of our team, you're going to look back and say, you know, wow, we've really built a lot of trust. We've really done a really good job. Our team is now more intentional. And those are the opportunities where you can really figure out what you're leaving on the table and you can kind of start to capitalize those after you get through this uncertain time um, and say, look, you know, we really grew as a team. Let's do something. Let's, let's keep this going. Let's keep the, let's keep the road going and, um, you know, trying to continue to enhance those, them in those areas. So if you go back to our current thing, um, you know, kind of what is next for your team and organization, you know, your business culture is so very important, regardless of the situation you may be in now or what, what, level your business culture is at, whether you think it's good or bad or whatever, using communication, intentionality, transparency, and trust can help build the guardrail, so to speak, of that bridge from your current situation to the post-event transformation with your team. And as you start to get to the edge of that bridge, as you're going over, your culture is starting to be, you know, tested. Um, you know, look at these four areas and which areas you can, you know, look at and say, okay, we're starting to be tested here. Is, is my communication where it needs to be? Is my intentionality where it needs to be? Is my transparency where it needs to be? Have we affected trust and how do we get back to the level we need to be? Kind of go through that mental checklist of those four things and then ask yourself, what can I do to, to impact those to get us back in the middle of the bridge and, and move forward? Um, so some questions as we go into the Q and a, uh, I'd like to kind of, you know, throw out there and then we can open it up is what is already included in your current culture that we've talked about? You know, I'm sure we all feel like we communicate. We may, some of us feel like we may be very intentional when we lead. Some people may feel like we're transparent. Um, everybody has different levels of trust within their team, but, but what are some things now that you already have in place that you can capitalize um, on uh, with some of these things in mind as we move forward. 
And, and what can you enhance today to minimize the impact that, that COVID-19 is having on everybody? What can you enhance today to help bridge that gap of the learning curve that's involved with everybody going to a remote workforce basically overnight? Um, what are some things you can enhance to continue to make sure that your team is growing and you're leading them properly and helping them to get, you know, um, past everything? Couple more things is, is what's necessary to build your bridge. So kind of, you know, after you've assessed kind of these are the things we have, these are some things we could start doing today, these are some things we can enhance, you know, what else is necessary based on your, your organization um, and your team? Um, is there outside support I need to bring in to help with some of this? Um, is there just, we need to have, uh, you know, spend an hour a week or an hour a day or whatever touching base with the team and, and is there somebody that can be kind of the, you know, the director of culture, so to speak, in our organization that can make sure that they're touching base with uh, the team uh, as we're going through these things. What are some things that you as an organization uh, may need to look at to help build this bridge completely? Because you may be good at one or two of the things, but maybe the other two um, you have some opportunity um, to do. So as you're doing your strategic planning and you're doing your scenario planning, you know, I encourage you to really look at your culture and some of these things we're talking about at a very high level and, and what, what else is necessary and what could you, you know, implement. Um, and then the last part, which is always good, is you get through an uncertain situation and you're kind of at the other side and everybody's happy that we did there. We're celebrating that we've we've made it through this and we're making our rebound is how will these difficult times transform your team? You know, what is it that you between now and whenever this may be over, do you want to be able to celebrate with your team um, in terms of your culture? Do you want to be able to at the end during your post event transformation, when you're looking back, say, wow, I just nailed communication out of the park. That was what really got us through this whole situation. And we need to make sure that we keep doing that. Or are you going to sit there and say, hey, you know, I could have been a little bit more transparent in some of these situations and, you know, I'm going to learn from that. And here's some things I'm going to do to keep that going, to keep that momentum going. Because even though I wasn't great at it, we still made an impact in terms of providing transparency to our team. And that's what really helped us get through this. Um, so being able to have some of those kind of conversations with you and your team um, at the end of this and be thinking of that stuff right now as a leader as to, you know, how is this going to impact us down the road? Because also during adverse times, that's going to help you kind of, you know, keep going. That's good. That was always the motivation with me of saying, you know, being very intentional about the situation that was provided to me and say, you know, this really stinks that we're going through this, but what can I do as a positive out of this? What can I do to help my team kind of get through this and transform at the end? I hope you enjoyed this episode and discover tips and information that will add value to your leadership style and your association. .orgsource specializes in positioning teams for success with solutions for technology, strategy, and marketing. Please contact us at info at orgsource.com to find out how to get your organization on track to Association 4.0. You can also engage in other educational content by becoming a member of .org community or reading our books on Association 4.0, which you can find on Amazon. We look forward to hearing from you soon.